Hello everyone and welcome to The Rudcast. Today we have another subscriber question. This one comes from Rob. He's got three questions. I love these questions because I've heard them so many, so many times and I'm really excited to finally answer them. We have my first book is about 200 pages and at a logical stop to set up the sequel. Do I pad the book to get more pages? No. <laughs> and I don't mean to be too trite there, but the answer is no, period. I've spoken about this before, but one of the biggest competitive advantages you can have in today's market with shrinking attention spans and higher levels of discernment and competition is to write shorter books, as long as they're good, of course, as long as they're entertaining and or informative. If you read the reviews of almost any nonfiction book that's traditionally published, people will always say this could have been a blog post or this could have been half as long. Same goes with fiction, right? The author was blabbering on with too much background, with too much um, flowery language. Some of the most common complaints about books. And the reason that books were padded in the past is because 100% of book sales used to come in bookstores. And if you're selling a book in a bookstore, it has to look good on the shelf. It has to stand out on the shelf. So if you have a 100-page book, nobody's going to see it on the shelf. The 500-page book is going to look better, even if it's not actually better. Now that the vast majority, I forget the exact percentage, but I want to say, I want to say 80%, but it's at least 60% of books are sold online. I think it's around 60% of books are sold online on Amazon, and then you got another 20% or so on other sites, but don't quote me on that. Now that most books are sold online, the length doesn't really matter. And most people, yes, if some people still browse a bookstore and it's possible you might lose 1% of sales, but the truth is, you're not getting into a bookstore for, for years. Even if you work with a traditional publisher, they don't put you in the bookstore right away. So don't worry about that now, right? You, your success will be set up before being in a bookstore. If your book is that good, it won't matter at that point. So the short answer is no, do not pad. And in general, it's better to be shorter. So you're onto something. The fact that you know it's at a logical stop and are setting up a sequel is awesome. And I would encourage you to add some sort of call to action, get people to sign up for an email list where you will notify them about the sequel. You can even offer a discount, or if you're crazy like me, you can even offer it for free. Book giveaways are the most powerful form of book marketing. So do, do, do not pad your book at all in any, under any circumstance. Make your book as long as it needs to be and no longer, period. And that goes for if you're working with a traditional publisher or if you're not, but especially if you're not. And... As many of you know, I recommend that 99.9% .9 of people self-publish professionally, build their own audience, do their own thing in a very professional, entrepreneurial way. So thanks for the question, Rob. Do not pad your book. Please, please, please don't. And everyone else, please, 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 please don't. Question number two. Is there a market for a bad boy growing up in the Midwest in the 60s book? Between the drugs, crime, and graphic sex, could I find a publisher? Pretty raunchy and will piss off most everyone in Indiana. It's a two-part question. I've rambled a bit in a past episode about why I don't think you should use a traditional publisher. I'll give a very brief recap of that again. If you want to find a publisher, you need to build an audience. You need to build an audience on your own. You need to become a marketer of your own stories and ideas. So the answer to can you find a publisher is can you find an audience, which is the same question you need to be asking if you're self-publishing. 
do I suspect that there is an audience for that? Yes, it sounds kind of similar to On the Road to me, if I'm not mistaken, that's in the, maybe in the 50s. Is there a market? Yeah, absolutely. There's always more of a market for raunchy things than more straight edge things, unless you're writing Christian fiction or something like that. Pretty raunchy and will piss off most anyone in Indiana. That's some of the best ways to market your book is to stir up controversy that you believe in. Authentic controversy is some of the best marketing because just by the laws of physics, if or laws of psychology more accurately, if people are pissed off about something, that means that a similar number of people are attracted to that sort of thing. That's just how ideas work. For every one person that's pissed off about raunchy sex, there's one person that wants to read about it. And truthfully, just to get a little deeper, a lot of the people who are pissed off about this sort of thing will want to read it secretly and might buy it and hide it on their bookshelf. Give you a little too much information story here. My wonderful grandma, rest in peace. I, uh, a few months before she died, I was at her place and saw a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey on her bookshelf. She was a very modest, wonderful, kind, I think 89-year-old woman at the time. But everyone has secret desires, and I don't judge you for it, Grandma. People will buy books like that in secret. So I do suspect that there's an audience, but the only way you'll find out is to start sharing your ideas. You can also do some research on similar books. Like, like I said, this reminds me of On the Road, and I imagine there are similar books. There probably is the fact that there's strong negative emotions tied to it from some people is a very, very good sign. Definitely seek markets where people are pissed off. You're not going to get published by a Christian publisher, but as long as that's not where you're going for it, you should be fine. And he says, question three, is it possible to voice my own audiobooks? Yes, absolutely. You will just either need to learn how to edit and produce it yourself, or you will need to hire a production company to master and finish it. But you absolutely can. He says he's a broadcaster. So especially if you have experience doing this, yes. I would definitely err on the side of better production quality, even if you have to spend a bit of money, but you can absolutely do it this yourself if you are self-publishing. A publisher probably will not let you do that. So another point in the camp of self-publishing, but yes, you can do it. I voiced my own audiobook. Search around for audiobook production companies, something I can help you with, especially if you're part of my coaching program. So as usual, I'm just going to do a very quick plug for that. Just go to platypusbooks.com and apply to get published with me if you're interested. But the short answer is you do anything that you want if you're self-publishing and it just comes down to talking with your market and seeing if they actually want your crazy ideas. And more times than not, the crazier your idea, the more doubt you have, the more unique it is and the more unaddressed it is in the market. So the raunchier you are, the better. If you're doing your own audiobook, fantastic. And there probably is a market for your idea. So just get out there and test it and don't pad your book. So thank you, Rob. Thank you everyone for your thoughtful questions. And I'll talk to you soon. And platypusbooks.com if you want to work with me. Take care.